Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCruxy, and debuting on the show, I've got actor Daniel Hall. How you doing? I'm well. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, I met you back seven years ago when you were on The Young and the Restless. You came to Toronto and you did the tea. Do you remember that? Of course I do. I, I remember that very well. And I, I remember uh, uh, Kate Linder's tea and uh, what a great crowd up there. And, and I love Canada. Honestly, I, my favorite places are Toronto and Vancouver. So you, you got you got half of my heart at least. OK, listeners, he may not remember me, but. Oh, <laughs> no, of course I remember you. Oh, come on now. Listen, I wouldn't have. I. And when somebody slides into my DMs, I, I remember them every time. So you're, you're good, man. Well, listen. Good, good. Yeah. Listen, you are an actor and now you're a friend of the show. Why don't you tell listeners how you decided to get into the acting business? Yeah. So the acting business for me, it came up as a family affair. Uh, I, I pretty much grew up with my parents are musicians. My, my dad's an opera singer. My mom's a music educator. And uh, we started doing concerts as a little kid. Uh, so I started doing a family band, basically like the Von Trapp family, if you anyone knows what that is, if they're old enough to know what that is. Um, but uh, long story short, I did that my whole life with my family. And then they kind of I didn't they didn't push me away from doing sports, but they certainly uh, pushed me in the direction of theater. So I started doing musical theater. I was in Oklahoma. I was in. Uh, oh, God, all kinds of stuff. Let's see. Carousel, West Side Story. I did all these musicals and I was going to go to college for musicals. And I ended up going to the University of Michigan for a theater. Uh, so no musicals. But I still wanted to be a little bit of a song and dance man. So I, I did a few things. I did Sweet Charity there. Uh, but as I moved my way to New York, I did a lot of plays. I was a, a finalist of the Actors Studio. I did a lot of wonderful Shakespeare, things like this. But I found my way to L.A. because I said, you know what? Those dreams of being a theater actor, I would like to actually make some money. So I moved out to L.A. to try and do film and TV. And I found my way into uh, a lot of great shows. And then The Young and the Restless and all the things that you know me for. Um, and that's kind of how that went. That's the the short version of it. Mm -hmm. Do you love theater? I love theater. I'll be honest with you at this point. I, I would love to do some theater, but there's a little bit of that that fear of, oh my God, live theater. Because in, in TV, you get to cut and go, ah, let's do it again. Live theater, it is just that. It is it is one take wonders. You got to do it. Got to stay in it for about an hour and a half to two hours. I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm just I'm a little rusty on the theater game, but I'm happy to get back to it at some point. Mm -hmm. Have you done commercials in the past or no? Oh, oh, yeah. I actually have had a commercial running for about a year and a half for GMC, uh, the, the, the truck car company. And they are it's been amazing. That has been honestly one of my things that have, has got me through all this striking and all this uh, these breaks in business. Um, I was the driver of the car, then they moved me to the back seat. And let me tell you, for any actors out there, if you ever do a car commercial, try to be in the front seat. Because if you're in the back seat, sometimes they, they almost edit you out. So I luckily made the cut and uh, <laughs> I, I, I made the same money as the guy driving the car. But the point is, man, it's been a, a blessing and I'm very grateful for uh, the that, that job. So. So why they yeah, take commercials you, are great. Why did they take you out if you're in the back seat? So if I'm in the back seat, that means I don't get to be in the commercial almost. I'll explain it to you. Basically, uh, think about a car. Where are the bells and the whistles? They're all by the steering wheel, the the console, all that shit. Mm. The stuff with the uh, the back seat is like maybe one little like dial to turn on your like AC, but it's not that much excitement in the back seat. Well. <laughs> It can be. Depends. <laughs> depends if you're in high school or not. <laughs> <laughs> but you did make the cut. That's all. I that made matters. the cut, man. Just <laughs> just by uh, just by a little just by a moment. That's all that it makes. As long as your mom can recognize you, you, you still get paid residuals at this moment. 
<laughs> yeah. Exactly. Now, let's talk about some of the shows you've been on before The Young and the Restless. Yeah, yeah. Before Young and the Restless, I actually did a, a stint on a soap. Uh, this is one of my first jobs I did in New York City. It was um, Guiding Light. If you all know Guiding Light, I was a character who was with, uh, I think her name Lizzie. So Lizzie was the blonde gal. Uh, who's one of the main characters on the show. And I played a, a character who's a bit of a, a darker, sort of seedy guy. I met her playing pool at her bar that she owned. Because that was one of my first jobs. Um, after that, I went and worked on um, SVU, Law & Order. And after that, geez, I did a bunch of stuff. I worked on Quarry. I worked on um, uh, Rizzolian Isles, where I got to play opposite Lorraine Baracco. It was amazing from uh, many movies, many things, and also The Sopranos. She played the therapist uh, to Tony Soprano, and also her most, to me, beloved uh, role she did was on uh, Goodfellas, where I think she's Ray Liotta's wife, and she was nominated for an Oscar for that. I did a lot of great primetime guest stars, recurrings, and then uh, I found my way to daytime again, and Young and the Restless was incredible. I actually screen tested opposite Sharon Case, and she was Awesome. So giving, so grateful that she was my my partner in that screen test. I was nervous, but she made me feel very comfortable. And uh, honestly, I don't think if I if I read opposite somebody else, I probably wouldn't have booked it. But Sharon made me feel so good that, you know, I felt open to kind of play and it worked out. And Mal Young was the, the uh, he was the showrunner at the time. He said to me, he goes, you know what, Sharon, in a way, kind of, she kind of said, you know what, that's my guy. And she didn't say it out loud, but she's like, by the performance you guys had, there was chemistry. So whatever that means, it, it worked out. So that's mm -hmm. why I got into the, the Young and the Restless. Sometimes, man, it's just there. You can't deny it. And she's a, she's an incredibly generous actor. So I felt very fortunate to have her there. Now, are you tired of fans sliding in your DMs and saying, <laughs> when are you coming back to the Young and the Restless? When are you not, coming back? Not even a little bit, man. I mean, my character, Scott Granger, is still over in uh, in Paris taking over is like trying to track down some uh, jewel thieves. So I, you know what? He's tired of being in Paris. I'm, I'm very happy to come back to the show in any facet. I'd be, I'd be very happy to come back and stir some stuff up. I know there's some, some handsome suitors out there hanging around Abby. So I want to, I want to try and maybe come back and take her back. <laughs> and what was your last appearance, if you remember, on The Young and the Restless? Was it uh, 2021 or 2020? Gosh, I don't even remember the date exactly, but I can tell you what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, so the last day, I can tell you because I remember it very well. Okay. So my last moment on Young and the Restless, Sharon kind of uh, found out that I was cheating on her with uh, with Abby. Yeah, uh, you know, it happens. So I, this is something that no one knows, but I'm telling you. So you get to be uh, first on this. <laughs> so I, I had to do a scene where she she's upset. She finds out she dumps oatmeal on my head. <gasps> and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I remember like, oh, that, that was kind of awful. And I do the scene. I go home. I have one last uh, scene with Abby in Paris when she comes to visit me. And, well, she wasn't really there for me. At least that's what her character said. But I know Scott. Scott knew she was there for me. So anyway, long story short, uh, I do a scene with her looking out over the Eiffel Tower. And it was a beautiful, beautiful scene. I, it's one of my favorite sort of scenes that I had to do on the show. Oh, now, and as that scene wrapped, Abby and I hugged. Well, Melissa Orway and I hugged. And I go home. About two weeks later, I get a call from my, my agent. He's like, hey, listen, they actually want you to come back. The oatmeal wasn't soupy enough. They want it to be more of a gag. Do you <laughs> mind coming back? Just so if you know anything about soaps, you get paid per episode. So I had already shot the episode. I'd already been paid. So I had to come back pro bono. Well, not pro bono. I, I got paid. So I had to come back for free, though, to shoot an, uh, like a moment where they dump more liquidy oatmeal on my head. That was my last moment on The Young and the Restless. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, and you were just covered in that, weren't I, you? 
Yeah, huh. just covering oatmeal one more time on that very nice sweater I had on. And I said, thank you so much to everybody. I was like, bye-bye. That's, that's Scott Granger for now. And listeners, just to inform you, his last appearance was 2018, almost six years ago. So yeah, that was 2018. What do you call it? But we hope one day you'll be able to come back as a guest star or reprise your role if they need you. But like you said, you're always willing to come back if ready, right? Right. Absolutely. And and since the show, <clears throat> I had a few <clears throat> really beautiful moments on. Um, I did a job on uh, Fantasy Island on Fox. Uh, I played this king, King Yahir. He comes in. It's in a fantasy world that goes back to the Knights of the Round Table and Lancelot and Guinevere, all those things. And then I, I worked on Wu-Tang, the American Saga on Hulu, which is great. I had a guest star there. That's an incredible show. If you like Wu-Tang, if anybody likes Cream is the Money, Dalla Dalla Bilio, yeah. check out that show. <laughs> uh, and also, then I also did a great role in a, a Seth Rogen uh, miniseries called Paul T. Goldman. And that was one of my uh, more unique roles as far as the genre. It was almost like a blend of reality slash, uh, you just got to watch it. Check out Paul T. Goldman. I think it's on Peacock. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's where you are. You're up to date. Um, that's where we are. I hope you're well. How's, how's things over in, uh, in Fair Canada? Things are real in Canada for me. What do you call it? Interviewing you. Now, there was one Hulu. Was was it the Hulu project uh, that you were in? Was that the one you had mentioned? The Hulu project probably was the one I mentioned. That was the uh, the Wu-Tang American Saga. Yes. <laughs> I shot that in New York City. Um, that one, I was actually playing a character who was buying, trying to buy Wu-Wear. For anybody who remembers Wu-Wear, they were competing with FUBU. So I, I offered them a very fair price, in my opinion. <laughs> but they end up uh, going another way. But the long story is uh, I my character ends up buying FUBU, which I think was, uh, is that Russell Simmons? I can't remember who did. That Fubu. was LL Cool J for us That's by L. us. Yes. Who, who did, uh, <laughs> what, brand did uh, what brand did Russell buy? He, he Didn't he do Fat Farm? Fat, Fat Farm. Farm. There you yes. go. Thank you. I knew it was some sort of F. But uh, anyway, so that's that's the show. The show's awesome. If anybody wants to see this, three seasons on Hulu, uh, Wu-Tang, the American Saga. Um, I, I have a, a guest appearance. So if you want to watch it for me, that's not the it's not the case. You'll see one episode. But in general, I think it's a great show. Great actors. A really great team there. Now, okay. Now things are put on a halt because of the Hollywood writers and actors strike. You are actually talking to us live right now in you know the picket lines. What is the yeah, atmosphere I'm, I'm like? Standing, I'm standing right next to my buddy Miguel Miguel Feliciano. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How you doing, yeah, Miguel? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? i'm doing good i'm doing good Thanks. yeah we're, we're literally uh about to jump back into the line and uh it's it's crazy in la man because we're we're kind of going like how long is it going to be like i said to you earlier it could be february it could be next week but no one really knows except for grumblings around la that like you know what are we going to do we, there's there's a reason to do this it, it hurts a lot of people being on strike but at the same time it, it is necessary and this isn't just about actors this is about the whole workforce around the country around the world anybody who has a job that they get paid hourly day rates if they're not the boss this is for them because ai is taking over a lot of things even down to your your uh, local checkout person at the uh, the grocery store they're not really they're expendable i mean they can just put a, a robot ai checkout don't need them bankers don't need them lawyers the ai can come up with those contracts so if you think this is just about actors take a look in the mirror and say wait what about my life is replaceable by ai and just know that it's coming for you in some way shape or form it's a great tool, 
But at the same time, it should never replace humans in the workforce. So mm-hmm. that's where we are and that's what we're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And what do you want to say to the younger actors that are not with you guys on the picket lines, but they're coming up as younger actors? What's your message to younger actors? I hope we can pave a road that is easy to drive on, my friends, because at the same time, we just hope there's a career left for you to have. And that's what we're doing this for. It's really not even about us. It's more for the future actors coming up. So what I say is be prepared. Get your uh, your British accents down because they, they're better at our American dialect than we are. So, yeah, that's my only my message is basically work hard, be the best at what you do. And in the words of Steve Martin, be so good that they can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. And other actors that are seasoned, that have been around for a long time, that are not on the picket lines, but they're losing their house. They're not getting their residual checks. What do you want to tell them? We're here for you, man. We, uh, I just went to a, a rally the other day where it was uh, WGA, IATSE. All the unions were kind of there together. And, and it was even nursing unions. Like it was a lot of people who weren't involved with the acting. And what I can tell you guys is uh, you had a good career and you're still going to have it when you come back. But we're out here. So please come join us. Grab our hands in solidarity and let's let's get this done. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and let the listeners know again you are a SAG actor? Yeah, let's go. Um, my uh, Instagram is the original Daniel Hall. There's a the in front of that. So the original Daniel Hall. That's on Instagram. You know, I don't even know what to call Twitter anymore. I guess it's X now. But, X. Um, <laughs> you know, don't even worry about that because I won't get back to you there. But if you want to reach out to me, just go to the original Daniel Hall at Instagram. And I generally at least get back to your comments on any posts I make. And uh, that's it. I look forward to hearing from everybody. And also thank you for your time. And hopefully I'll see you uh, again, uh, not just in Canada, but in person somewhere. Come to come to L.A., man. I'll take you out for some lunch. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Do you have an encouragement for the other SAG actors? What do you want to tell them that they are on the picket lines? And if they do listen to this, what do you want to tell them? Here's my encouragement. Miguel and I are coming for the lines right now. We're going to jump in there. (laughs) We're going to grab your hands and we're going to we're going to cheer out front of Paramount right now. So if anybody wants to come uh, hang out and get it done, if this is not I know it's probably not live, but um, we're in Paramount right now down on Melrose. Come on through. Come come join us. And uh, anyone who's out there right now on the picket lines, we'll see you in about two minutes. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. For Met Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxy. I would love to thank actor Daniel Hall. And hello, Miguel. Take care. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>